let's say that you see a function in some uh, code that is named get first name then you know that this function returns to you the first name of uh, some user if you see a different function which is called get last name then you know that this function returns the last name of the user backtracking or divide and concur are also named so if you see a recursions that is named that it's operating with the format of a divide and concur then you know uh, how this function works how this function works recursively and in the same manner if someone tells you that this recursive function is working with the backtracking then you know that backtracking is just a name that we give to a certain structure of a recursive method and with this structure you would know pretty much how this recursive function would work. It's simply a form of a recursion, so backtracking is a name for a recursive structure. In this episode we are going to cover backtracking which as we said is simply a name that we give to a certain structure of a recursion. We have different names to different structures of recursion so that if I tell you one name like dividing coco or backtracking or a third recursion then you would know uh, pretty much what are the ingredients and the structures that uh, compose this uh, recursion. Uh, even without actually seeing the function you would know by the name this is the meaning of the name just like when I tell you that the function is named get first name then you pretty much know what this function do when I tell you that a recursive function has the structure of backtracking or a tail recursion then you pretty much know some and you get some hints into the structure of uh, this uh, recursion when you know that uh, a recursive function has the backtracking uh, structure then instead of you going over the nitty-gritty details of these functions and trying to understand it you already have the structure in your mind of this function and you already know how it should be expected to behave so you already have the structure and it would be much easier for you to understand the inside details because you have the overall uh, structure of the function So in order to understand what is the backtracking type of a recursion, we are going to uh, build one with uh, some general steps. But before we actually uh, build one, I want to tell you that you have most probably already implemented backtracking uh, recursive function, even if you did not name them as so. For example, when you do a binary tree a search, then you go to the left and then to the right and you try to find the element that you are searching for. If you do this in a recursive way, this is actually using a backtracking because you try to find the element and when you don't find it, you have a condition. Did I find the element or did I not find the element? If I did not find, then I'm continuing. But if I reached a leaf and did not find it, then I'm moving uh, back and this is the backtracking. Let's look a little bit at a different type of a recursive algorithm which is the divide and concur. So we have the divide and concur a recursion type in both merge sort and in quick sort. If someone tells you that a certain function, a certain recursive function has the divide and concur recursive uh, format then you already have the structure of the code of this problem uh, in your uh, brain. Once you are told that this is a divide and concur technique, then you already have hints into the solution. 
then you know that with each recursive call, we have divided the input into multiple parts, and then each recursive call uh, job is to find the solution to each such recursive part. This is the divide and conquer. You divide the input, and each recursive call takes part of the input and try to solve it. There is no real condition whether each recursive call has managed to sort or not to sort. You do not ask yourself, when I call in merge sort, when I split the array into two, and I give the first recursion of the merge sort, uh, the first part of the array to sort it, and I give the second part of the recursive call, the merge sort to sort it, the second part to solve it, then you do not ask yourself whether the merge sort has succeeded in sorting or not. Therefore, we do not have backtracking here because we do not have any condition if we succeeded or not succeeded. See that in the, in the binary tree search, we do have such a condition. We ask ourselves, did we find the element? Did we reach a leaf node? If all is fine, we continue or we return the element. But if not, then our condition fails and we return from the function. This is the element of the backtracking. So as you see in the recursive divide and concur technique that we have in uh, the merge sort algorithm, we do not have a condition that tells us the function that we called in the recursive part, no, no, I didn't get this part solution. It was wrong, so I need to return. We don't have this. We don't have the element of no, in merge sort, in divide and concur, no, I didn't manage to sort this half of the array, so go back and start again differently. We don't have this element. We keep on and we keep on sorting on shorter and shorter sequences of the whole array. And we just move on and sort them. At no point do we say, oh, we got this sorting wrong, so we need to dump this uh, solution, we need to go back, or in other words, we need to backtrack. In divide and concur, we assume, at least in merge sort and in quick sort, we assume, and we can prove separately, that the partial solutions for the partial quick sort and merge sort are correct. In the algorithm itself, we are not asking whether we are at a correct state or not. However, if I told you that I solved a certain problem with backtracking, then this would give you some other hints into the way that we implemented the recursive function. If I told you that we have a backtracking solution, a recursive backtracking solution, then you know this element. First and foremost, because it's recursion. Because it's recursion, then the first element of a backtracking solution, because it's a recursion, is that it must assume that it can solve part of the problem fully. So it's not that we are backtracking all the way. We are backtracking in a recursive way. So we know that we can divide the problem into multiple parts, and at least for the first part, we can fully solve it. So it's not that in the backtracking, we assume that uh, at any piece of the recursive function, we can backtrack. No, we must have some base case. We must be able to solve the problem in a recursive way for the first initial case. The second element that we know 
that exists for any backtracking uh, solution is that the function that we are working with, the function that we are coding in a backtracking recursive uh, format has a condition. It has a test if a sub-solution is right or not. So whenever you look at a backtracking solution, look for a condition. You will not see this condition in a merge sort. You will not see exactly this if in a merge sort. You, you would see it, but it would not be an if that tries to prove if the solution is correct or not. This if would just try to understand if we reached the end of the array or stuff like this. But in backtracking, the if, the condition that you look for, would try to understand if we manage to get a correct answer or not. So we know to solve a part of this problem in backtracking. We said this is the assumption. We know that we have a condition in order to check whether a partial solution is correct or not. And now that we can do this condition, then if the sub-solution that we called with the recursive function is correct, then we simply move on. We move on and we try to get the next part of the recursive algorithm. We return and we try to move on and solve more and more parts of the recursive uh, problem. However, if the sub-solution where you have the condition was wrong, for example, if you are trying to solve the eight queen and you find that the place that you try to place the current uh, queen on the board is just, uh, does not align. It collides with other queens. Then what you do is that you return and you move up the recursion tree and you move on to the next step of the, uh, of the recursion solution. When we move up the recursion tree, when we return because we didn't have a correct answer, what you would notice, another element of the backtracking, you would notice that we had to have some kind of a loop of solutions. So backtracking does not have any meaning if when you return, there are no other solutions to look for. There was only one solution, so why do backtracking? I mean, there are no other solutions to check. So for example, in the N-Queen uh, problem, when you backtrack, then you would see that you would backtrack into a for loop of possible solutions where to put the current queen in the current line. So you would move to the next place. And if this does not work, if no place does work, you move up again in the recursion tree and you move into the for loop of the uh, second row from the top. You would move in another layer and try to move the other queen to the next. But the common things to all these uh, backtrackings is that when you move up, you would find yourself inside a loop, a loop of the possible solutions, and you move on to the next solution. So to sum up, the components of a backtracking function is that first, because it's recursion, because it's recursion, we must have some kind of a base case. You know, for example, how to try and solve the first line of the end queen. If you had only one line, if you have only one line of the end queen, you know how to solve it. Then you would notice that the function has some kind of condition, whether the current solution is makes sense and correct or not. If it makes sense and correct, you move on and call another recursive step. You move down the tree. But if the solution was wrong, then you move up one layer. And if it was wrong again, then you move up another layer and you would find yourself inside a for loop where you move on to the next solution and you try this next path in the tree.
So in backtracking recursive uh, processes, what we see is that we have multiple options and we try one of the options, which means that we have a condition on each of the options. We can look at a backtracking solution as a recursive tree. When we run this recursion and we draw that tree all along when we run this uh, process, then some leaves would have the correct solution and some not. Basically, we scan the tree and we look for the solution, just like in binary search tree. We could look at it as scanning the tree from left to right, getting to the most left bottom leaf, checking if the solution is good or not, and continuing until we find a good solution. So we can look at the backtracking as recursion trees. And the general algorithm for backtracking is that we try to get a problem uh, solved. We check if we are on a leaf node, and if it's a leaf node, then we check if it's a good solution. And if this is a good solution, we return the good solution, or we return the current solution that we have, such as in the end queen. In the end queen, we have a certain amount of rows solved, so we return it. But if the solution and the condition that we are testing is incorrect, then we return usually false, which means that we backtracked because we didn't have a good solution on this uh, leaf. If the current node that we have reached yet is not a leaf node, then we need now to loop to the next solution on this level until we have reached all the possible solutions one by one until we find a correct solution. Then we call recursively on each sub-problem and we ask if we have a solution for it recursively. If yes, we return the solution, otherwise we return false. Note the importance of the condition here. As opposed to algorithms of recursive, for example, the divide and concords and such as Mertzot, where we simply divide the problem and solve each part. We don't really ask if the sorting is correct or not. And as a, most of the recursive solutions, there is also an option to do the backtracking with a non-recursive algorithm. So backtracking does not mean necessarily that we have a recursive uh, solution. We could also do the backtracking with a non-recursive with a stack-based uh, uh, solution. We need a stack, the general rule of thumb, whenever you do a solution, there was probably also a good way to do this with a stack. When we search a binary a search tree, then as we said, we are running the backtracking algorithm when we do this recursively. We start from the root node and we ask if the root node, is it the leaf node? And if it's the leaf node, then did we find the target node or not? We have a condition. The condition is simple. If we found the value that we wanted or not. If not, then we return false and we backtrack and continue the search. We simply first uh, check if our uh, node that we accepted is null. If the node that we accepted into the binary search uh, algorithm is null, and we wanted to find an actual value which is not null, then we return fast, because we didn't find any value. If this node is the value that we wanted to return, that we search for, then we return true, because we did find the node. Otherwise, we recursively call on the left node to find the value if it's on the left and or the right, depending whether the value that we want is uh, less or more than the current value that we have at hand. And finally, we return true or false whether we found the value or not. 
Another example for the backtracking is the n-queen uh, question. In the n-queen, you need to place our queens on an n by n uh, board. And the n-queen's problem is another canonical problem which can be solved with the backtracking, which is, again, just a fancy word of saying that we do a recursion of a certain type and we use backtracking in order to solve the n-queen problem in this form. First, we solve the first row. We have n options because we said it's a board of uh, n by n. So we start with the first placement, the placement number zero on the first row, and we try it. But we have a for loop. This for loop would be used when we backtrack. We would move to the next element in the for loop. So we are choosing a column for uh, our queen and this would be the same for loop that we're going to use when we do the backtracking. In the next step, we check if our solution is okay so far. This is the condition. If yes, then we continue and calling the recursion part in order to solve the rest of the problem. However, if the solution is not correct so far, then we simply return from the function that we're in. We are not calling. We are not going uh, to deeper inside uh, the tree. We are simply moving up. When we move up, we find a for loop. If we are at the end of the for loop, we move up again and we will find ourselves in the for loop of the parent. And this would serve as the backtracking. We move along with the for loop and we try to place all the queens on the board. To summarize, uh, backtracking is an important recursive technique where we construct a solution incrementally and in each step of the recursion, we check if the current solution is correct or not. If it's correct, then we can continue. If not, then we return from the recursive function and move on with our loop to the next.